Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Good morning, people. Man, it's kind of smoky in here. <laughs> are you loving God today? Yeah. Well, we want to welcome those that are watching around the world or wherever you're watching, whatever device you're using today. It is good to be here this morning at Mosaic Church. Can we get an amen? Yeah. I am I'm happy today to give our pastor a, a little break. He's just been preaching and preaching and preaching, and, and that's why I'm around here to, to, to take the pressure off of him and give him a break. And I mean, there's no we need a break every now and then. Yeah. So I pray that Pastor Mark's getting a break today. And I want us to go to Genesis this morning, chapter 37. And I want you to mark that in your Bibles and stand up. And we're going to declare today about our Bibles because uh, I, I believe we're, we're living in some tough times. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt, if preachers are not going to God and saying, God, how do I preach to this generation? I'm, I'm asking God to give me favor to reach this generation in which we're living in because what used to be is no more. And we got a big job ahead of us. And so I'm asking God that he'll give us favor to reach the generation in which we're living in right now. And so hold your Bibles up and repeat after me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what my Bible says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the Word of God. And I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same. And I really mean it this time. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, somebody say, woo! Amen. Thank God for a lively church. Amen. I was in a church one time, it was so dead, I backed out and called Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Look no further, I found them all, amen. Well, it's good to be here today. I'm going to try to talk to you about something today that we all need. I think it's more precious than silver or gold or diamonds. It's, what I'm going to talk to you about today is more precious than any of those things. It's called the favor of God, amen. I believe if you have the favor of God on your life that all these other things will come your way. And so if you are blessed and highly favored, wave at heaven with just one hand. And if you're going through some things, wave at heaven with two hands. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We're in the right crowd this morning because back in the day, they would let the saints testify. Anybody remember that? Anybody been to a testifying service where they let the saints get up and testify? And after listening to some of the testimonies, we would think, where's the favor of God on their lives? You know, one would get up and say, well, on this section over here, they say, well, my husband went off and left me with five kids. I was, whoa, where's the favor of God over there? And another one would pop over here and say, well, my son just graduated from college and he got a, he's teaching in, in the university of wherever. I go, boy, that's pretty good right there. Then you go over here, somebody would testify and say the crop didn't come in. One of the cows died. Yeah, they, they used to let us talk about everything back in the day. So now they keep us quiet. They don't let us testify anymore because it goes from a testimony to preaching and we can't get them to shut up. <laughs> and so today I want to talk to you about the favor of God. Amen. I believe that the favor of God is on me. I believe it's on you. We're going to use the life of Joseph and Jesus today. 
They're talking about the favor of God on both of their lives. God looks down at, at Jesus and said, that is my son in whom I am well pleased. And then the favor of, of Joseph, the father, favored him so much that he did some special things. But if you look at their lives, you seem that if you're talking about Jesus, you're talking about Joseph. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But after looking into the favor of God, I realized that just because you and I are Christians, every day ain't your birthday. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're going to go through some things. And when I get through talking to you today, you, may, you might say to me, well, preacher, if that's favor, I don't want nothing to do with it. Because if I begin to tell you what I've been through, you will start crying. And then I will say, don't cry yet. I got some more stuff to tell you about. Don't waste no tears. Let me finish. Amen. So I'm going to know that all of us are going through some things. And so as we go to Genesis 37 and start at verse 3, we're going to talk about Joseph. And Joseph was a person that he was hated. He had all kinds of stuff on, coming against him, but he was highly favored of God. Amen. And Genesis 37 and 3, it says, now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his sons. How many of you know that's going to start some trouble? Because he had been born to him in an old age and he made him an ornament robe for him. And then it says in verse 4, it said, When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. I mean, there's no that it seems like the favor that's on Joseph's life, that the brothers don't, don't care nothing about the favor on his life. I mean, there's no that you, you shouldn't be going around telling everybody your dreams and, and your visions. He began to talk too much about the favor of God on his life, and they ended up hating him. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. But as we look at Romans 8, 38 through 39, I got good news for you today. It simply says that, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither heights nor depths, nor any, anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can somebody say amen? amen? So it doesn't matter what you're going through, it will not separate you from the love of God. It doesn't matter where your brothers put you, and we're going to see they did some really horrible things to Joseph and Jesus, but it did not change the favor of God on their lives. So it doesn't matter what you're going through today, the favor of God is still on your life. And the trip from the pit to the palace is not a story. This journey is indeed a reality, and the children of God is going to encounter some things in life. And I'm going to take you to a few things that Joseph and Jesus encountered, but the favor of God was still on their lives. I'm standing here today because the favor of God is on my life. I am in, in Oklahoma coming out of, uh, out of New Mexico because out of everybody else in, in New Mexico, the favor of God fell on me, and he said, get thee up in their flock and go into Oklahoma City, and I'm going to show you great and unsearchable things that you know not. I'm going to know that that's favor. Out of everybody else in New Mexico, he chooses me to come to a place called Oklahoma and start a prison ministry that have seen the thousands of souls that have been changed. But it, I'm telling you, let's give him some praise. But it has truly been a fight for me to stand in the favor of God. There are some times when I'd be wondering, where is the favor of God in all this that I'm going through? But it just read that nothing can separate the love of God from my life. And so the children of God is going to encounter rejection. Anybody been rejected? 
You're going to encounter betrayal. Anybody had some of that going on in your life? You're going to encounter false accusation. You're going to encounter sexual temptation. I'm talking to more than two of you right there. You're going to encounter a broken heart, hatred, and a burning desire for revenge. And this is all the things that Joseph had to deal with. But at the end of the day, he realized that the favor of God was on his life and he was on a mission. And so he stayed focused and he made it from the pit to the palace. But in between that, this kid went through some stuff. Anybody going through some stuff? I know some of you waved with one hand and said you're blessed and highly favored. I see people say that all the time. But if you were to really sit down with them at IHOP and buy them a meal, you'd probably cry in your coffee. Because we're all going through some things. But it does not change the favor of God on my life. And I came to tell you today that every single thing that you're going through is necessary. I'm going to tell you some of the things that Joseph went through, and it was all necessary in Genesis 37. 23 through 38, I'm just going to highlight some things. I can't tell the whole story. Y'all need to read your own Bible sometime. But it talks about in Genesis 37 and 23, it says, when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornament robe he was wearing. They just stripped his little sport coat right off of his back because they did not like him. But how many of us know that when you've been stripped, you still had a favor of God on your life? I don't care what you take from me and say to me and do to me. I am still blessed and highly favored. Amen. And then they took him in and threw him into a cistern. And the cistern was empty and there was no water in it. They just told him to shut your mouth. We don't like you. And we're just going to throw you in, down in this cistern and we're going to eat dinner. And you ain't getting one single thing. Where's the favor of God in that little deal? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? We're going to go through some things, but you got you to press through the, bar the barriers. I'm standing here today because I've learned to press through the barriers. Why? Because the favor of God doesn't change because of my circumstances. And verse 23 says, so when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern. I bet he thought they was going to love him and kiss him and give him a bite to eat. But they sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. So now they pull him out of the pit and they get a little change for him. They sold him for the price of a slave. But how many of us know that the favor of God is still on me? Come on, somebody. I'm just pressing through the barriers. This, everything that I'm going through is necessary. If they don't hate him, they don't take the coat off his back. If they don't hate him, they don't put him in the pit. If they don't hate him, they don't sell him to the Ishmaelites. And then in Genesis 37, verse 30, they say, meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph, Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Potiphar's officials, the captain of the guard. And then now he's in Potiphar's house. He's been sold again. Oh, but God is with him. The Bible said, any man that has ever done anything, you're going to read this. And the Lord was with him. I'm telling you right now, everything I've been through, the Lord has been with me. Everything that Mark Crow has been through, and the Lord was with him. Come on, somebody. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He should because of who we are. Actually, what we deserve is death, hell, and the grave, but he gave us grace. Amen? Amen. And I thank God for that. And so now he's been hated. They took his coat off. They threw him in a cistern. Now they sold him to the Midianites. And verse 31 says, then they got Joseph's robe. They slaughtered a goat and dipped it in, in the robe in blood. And they took it in verse 32. Here's what I like. 
They took the robe back to their father and said, we found this. You need to examine it to see whether it's your son's robe. Boy, he's going through some stuff, isn't he? Now they got their father all worried, and his father just went into a frenzy right there because he loved him more than any of the other children. And so now they come with a bad report, and, 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 and it looks like that he has been torn apart by a ferocious animal. And in verse 36 says, Meanwhile, the Midianites, when he get down there to Egypt, they sold him to Potiphar, one of Potiphar's officials, the captain of the guard. And then you would think it was all over. When they get there, Potiphar's little hot mama lied and said he tried to rape him. She saw him out there running the weed eater one day, and she said, somebody bring him to me. <laughs> they bring Joseph in, and she says, come to bed with me. And, and, and she said a word that we need to learn. He said, no. I'm not going to bed with you, your mama, and anybody else. Somebody say this with me. No. no. Say it like you really mean it. No. That's how Joseph said it. He said, no, I'm not fixing to mess up my, my vision and my focus. I'm on a mission. I'm going somewhere. I'm not going to bed with you. Now, I don't care about this temptation. We're all going to go through some temptation. Why? I don't want to sleep with you, number one, because that'll be against the, my father, God. And number two, everything on this property has been given to me and my co command except for you, and I ain't sleeping with you. No. Why? Because the favor of God is on my life, and I don't want to mess it up for a 10-minute romp in the hay. <laughs> yeah, I'm different. I know I'm crazy. I go in a place called prison. They let you say anything in there. So excuse me if I got prison mentality on me today. But he said, no, it ain't going to happen. So she grabbed him and took his little uh, garment off again. The boy couldn't keep his clothes on. She yanks it off again. He runs out of the house. And Potiphar's wife sit there and wait for her, for her husband to come home and said, he tried to make sport of me. And then when you think things can't get any worse, you end up in a place called prison. Everything that Joseph went through did not kill the favor of God on his life. And everything that Joseph went through was necessary. If, they, if the Ishmaelites are going in the wrong direction, we don't hear from Joseph. The Ishmaelites were headed into Egypt, and so he was sold to them. And when they get down there, they sell Joseph to the right person because Potiphar's wife had to be a part of what he was going through. But the favor of God was still on his life. It didn't change nothing. There are some of us right now, we've been going through some things, and you're wondering, where is the favor of God? It is still on your life. These things doesn't change what the favor of God on your life. Mark Crow still had and still have the favor of God on his life. Sometimes there are detours and sometimes there's stuff that goes on in our lives, but we are still blessed and highly favored. And I believe a miracle needs to come back to the heart of God and realize that when we fall down, when we're going through some things, the favor of God is still on our lives. I don't care what people say about me. I don't, I've been through a lot. I've, I've, my house been on fire. My mom got sick and eventually died. Wife's been going through some things, but I'm still ha-ha blessed and highly favored of God. The Bible said that he told us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He told me that I was the head and not the tail. 
that I would be blessed coming and going, and that if he was for me, what in the world can be against me? And there's sometimes we're going to have to gird up and, and stop quoting Scripture and start living Scripture. I might be in the pit, but God is still with me. My brothers hate me, but I'm still on a mission. Potiphar's wife lied on me, but the favor of God is still there. Are y'all still here? And so you got to understand something that favor and blessings will shake the world. It causes movement. I'm here today because the favor of God fell on me in New Mexico, and it caused movement so I could come to Oklahoma. Favor don't just fall on you to just go to sit and warm a pew. Well, I got quiet right there. I say the favor of God fell on me, and it caused movement. Get thee up in that flock. Get thee up in that flock and go into Oklahoma City. Favor causes movement. David had to leave his sheep to become king. Can I get an amen? Noah had to, he had, Noah could not build an ark and live a normal life. The favor of God was on Noah and he had to do something that wasn't normal. And that's like building an ark with people coming home every day and going, what are you doing? I'm building an ark. What's an ark? I don't know. God told me to do it. Do you mind moving this thing out of my driveway? Come on, somebody. You cannot have a normal life when the favor of God falls on you. And I'm telling you right now, Moses could not stay on the backside of the desert and deliver God's children from the hands of Pharaoh. You cannot stay in, in one place if the favor of God's on you. You got to move out. You're going to go through some things with the favor of God on your life. Abram could not stay in the land of Ur and go farther the nation. See, when favor falls, it causes movement. Don't tell me, I'm blessed and highly favored, and you've been frozen to a pew. Oh, it's quiet right now. Y'all ain't going to help me. Peter, James, and Andrew had to leave that fishing boat to become world shakers. Why? Because favor was on them. And I'm telling you right now, I had to get up and leave New Mexico to change the lives of hardened criminals in the state of Oklahoma. Jesus, could, Jesus had to leave the comfort zone of heaven to give me and you a chance for a heaven-bound life. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so my point is you cannot stay where you are and serve God at the same time. It is time for movement. And Winston Churchill said it best, responsibility is the key to greatness. You see, you, you got favor, but God is looking for responsible people. There are some of us sitting in the pews today that you know that there's something that God is calling you to do, but you just stayed hooked to a pew. But I'm telling you today, the favor of God gives you the ability to do what other people cannot do. That's what favor gives you. David, when he got down to the watering hole, his brothers was down there just talking trash to go lie at your mama, yours too. But now little David said, you know what? Yesterday I killed a lion and a bear. And you're next. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the favor of God. The favor of God shuts your mouth up and puts you into action. Can I get it? Amen. The favor of God will open up doors to a king's chambers. Just ask Esther. Open up the doors. Why the favor of God fell on her. And y'all need to go and read about Esther and start talking about sweet little Esther. Esther was a gangster. Y'all ain't going to help me. She had a man killed. It was conspiracy to have you. I'm going to leave Esther alone today. And so the favor of God does not run out. We are blessed in the city and blessed in the field. 
The favor of God. Operate out of your, the favor of God. Walk in the favor of God. Stop. You see, it, it's going to take, how long is it going to take you to get out of the pit? If you roll your bottom lip up and complain and I'll just go to another church where they're going to love me right. You're going to stay in the pit till your hair turn gray. <laughs> Stop that whining. We're all going through some things. We're all blessed and highly favored of God, but you're going to go through some things. Favor brings adversity. Favor brings criticism. Favor brings hatred from friends and family. Sometimes favor ain't fair. Favor brings jealousy from other Christians. Yeah, just, just, just let God put an anointing on your life and see how many friends you got. Just let God get you a brand new Mercedes out in the parking lot and see how many people. You know, there's just something funny about Christians. They'll pray with you till you get it. <laughs> then, then they don't want nothing to do with you. How she get a Mercedes? You prayed for me. Are y'all hearing that? It's the truth. They'll pray with you right up until you get the big, beautiful house. And then they don't want you to come to the housewarming. How'd she get a house? You prayed for her. And then you got to realize that everything that you're going through is necessary because it builds character. The favor that Joseph had brought on all of the above, it was necessary. It was necessary that his brothers hated him. His father gave him that little sport coat that got him in trouble. His brothers hated him. When he went to find his brothers, they said, here come that dreamer. That's just what, what, let's do something to him and see if he can keep dreaming. Some of you have lost your dreams. Some of you have quit dreaming and you need to get dreaming again. There are some of us that are sick in our bodies and you need to start claiming your healing right now. I, I claim that over my household. There are some of us sitting here right now and you are lonely and, and, and maybe even depressed. And I'm telling you right now, you need to get up and say that I am a child of the most high God. I got the favor of God on me. I don't care come hell or high water. I am blessed and highly favored. Don't look at me when I walk in church alone by myself. God is preparing my man and my woman for me. Amen. And then you said, one woman said, well, I, I don't know what to do about marriage. I say, well, number one, men marry women. Number two, women marry men. She said, well, how does that happen? I said, well, you got to get started somewhere. You can't just sit there. Oh, he's getting quiet in here. Y'all don't. I'm just telling you, you want to favor God on your life? I know I'm just old school. This is what you're going to get. I'm old school. I, I come from the time when they would lay hands on you and cast out demons. They would cast out situations that them fell on you. My grandmother could cast a demon out of a cow. I'm serious. I've seen her lay hands on dying animals and they just get up. Not knowing that she was going to fatten them up for the market. <laughs> I'm trying to help y'all. That's the favor of God right there. You don't want your cow to die. You want to lay hands on him, get him up, fatten him up, and he's going to the market. I'm trying to help somebody. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going to give you a comparison between Joseph and Jesus. And you're going to think that they do not have the favor of God on their lives. 
It was Joseph. He was sent by his father to his brothers with food, and his brothers rejected him. Jesus was sent by his father and, and as the bread of life, and they rejected him. Joseph was rejected by his brothers, and Jesus came to his own, and they received him not. Joseph was to meet his brothers at Shechem, which means grace, but found them grazing in Dotham, which means law. Jesus came that we might experience the grace of God, but we are still bound by denominations and legalism and, re and religion. Can I get an amen? It is high time that we go back to revival and pray for revival and operate out of revival and pray for revival and bring revival. Joseph endured a lie that sent him to prison after doing the right thing. You know, I'm around prisoners all the time, and very few of them can say I went to prison for doing the right thing. But Joseph ran out of the house. He did the right thing. They lied on him, and he ended up in prison. Jesus was called a liar, a drunk, a heretic, and that he operated out of false power from a false, false god. Joseph had a coat of many colors, and he was hated for it. Jesus had a seamless robe, and they gambled for it at the foot of the cross. Joseph was sold for the price of a slave by his brother Judah. Jesus was sold for the price of a slave by his disciple Judas. Joseph came out of his suffering in one day, and he stood at the right hand of the most powerful man on planet Earth, Pharaoh. Jesus rose from the grave on the third day, and he sat at the right hand of his father in heaven. Joseph took on a Gentile bride from the house of Pharaoh, and Jesus took on a Gentile bride. It's called the church. That is you and me. Do you see the comparison today? And when Joseph's brothers returned the second time, their brother Joseph wrapped his loving arms around them and said, I am Joseph, your brother. And when Jesus returns the second time, he's going to wrap his loving arms around us and he's going to say, I am the Lord of all lords and the Prince of Peace. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I'm telling you, he is coming back one day. Are y'all see or hearing me today? The favor of God is on your life and you need to act like it. One lady, just like Pastor Marka uh, was saying today about there's light at the end of the tunnel. And one lady says, I saw light at the end of the tunnel and it was a train. <laughs> really, lady? Come on. Let's get with it here. Let's stop this complaining. You're not alone. There are people and Christians all over the world that are going through some things right now. But it does not change the favor of God on your life. And I'm telling you right now, there's nothing on earth like having the favor of God on your life, the power of knowing God's perfect will for our lives. It's for greater than riches. The favor of God on your lives is far greater than riches. And I want you to know today you need to start talking like it and acting like it and, and operating like you have the favor of God on your life. You need to learn how to lay hands on things and call those things that are not as though they are. I don't care if your car is sitting out in the driveway leaking oil and speaking in tongues. You need to go out there and say, that ain't what, what I see ain't what it is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My mother used to drive down the road in that old 52 Plymouth. That thing would be speaking in tongues and quoting scripture. And that thing never failed us. And coming out of those muddy fields, 
I'm telling you, mama never called a tow truck. She would get the 10 of us out and say, push. <laughs> That's a favor of God right there. When you don't have to call a tow truck. Can I get an amen? amen. She just say, get out, we're stuck. <laughs> Many times we're riding with mama and she would say, be quiet, I can't see. I miss my mama. Hallelujah. And Joseph was a dreamer, and some of you have lost your dreams. But here at Mosaic Church, we have learned to recapture our dreams. Here at Mosaic Church, we're learning to discover our destiny and to accomplish our dreams. And I'm telling you right now, we have leaders that have gone through some things, but the favor of God is still on us. Amen. We're pressing through the barriers around here. And how you respond in the pit determines how long it's going to take you to get out of the pit. I'm going to know that when you're in the Indy 500, it's a car that get in and out of the pit the fastest as wins. Getting in and out of the pit the fastest because we're all going to have some pit stops in life. And, you know, I was just thinking about Leah and Rachel. The Bible said Leah was one of the more homely women in the Old Testament. But one thing about Leah, she had favor of God that Jacob could walk through the room and there'd be a baby in there. But Rachel couldn't have any babies. She was the, the Bo Derrick of the Bible. <laughs> I'm talking about Rachel. The Bible tells me that, 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 that. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to help somebody. He went in to sleep with Leah one night and took that veil off of her and came out and told her, Daddy, I'll go back to work for seven more years. <laughs> He went back to work for seven more years. But one thing about Leah, Leah was right there when they, and they buried her in the grave with some very high polluting people. But the Bible said Rachel died on the way. Why? What are you telling me that? Because Leah had to favor God on her life. Don't look at me and how I look and try to classify me. Don't look at where I live and how I talk and where I'm from and the holes in my pants and and my tires are so messed up, you can see the air in them. <laughs> I still got the favor of God on my life. I am blessed and highly favored. I am going to head from this pit. I'm going to go out of this cistern. I'm going to be sold. But the, the Bible said that the Lord was with him. They gave Joseph the keys when he got to prison. They took him down there. Finally, the cupbearer says, there's a man down there in the prison that his God is all that in a bag of chips. And he said, well, go bring him up here. And he interpreted a dream. But before he came up there, when jo everywhere that Joseph went, he had favor. He had favor at Potiphar's house. They said everything at Potiphar's house turned to gold. Everything. And then when they put him in the prison, they still found favor in him. They gave him the keys to the prison. And I know some people that you would not get no keys in the prison. I ain't saying nothing, Karen. I heard a story about a girl that had the keys to the prison. I ain't going to tell the story. But they gave him the keys to the prison. And he's walking around there. If you got the keys to the prison, how many of you know the favor of God is on your life? I'm, I'm telling you, he's walking around. I can see Joseph down there when, when Pharaoh was getting ready to send for him. He was down there unlocking the doors and feeding the Enron executives. The favor of God was on his life. 
He was opening up the doors and feeding the Enron executives, and he get down there to Barney Madoff, and he go, they made, they call your name right because you made off with all them people's money. <laughs> and the part that gets me, this scene right here hurts my heart. He gets down to cell block number one, and Martha Stewart is in there. <laughs> that hurt me. That hurt me. How can you send Martha to prison? And they said, Joseph, the king is calling you. I'm telling y'all today, the king is calling you. King Jesus is calling you. He's got a chore for you to do because a favor of God is on you. Right when you think nothing's going to happen, the king says, go bring him up here. And they told Joseph, they said, clean yourself up, take a shave. The king is calling you. And finally, the cupbearer said something. I'm going to know that there are people that you have helped the most are the ones that's going to do you the worst. Amen. Amen. He helped the cupbearer. He said, you're going to be reinstated to your job. And the other guy, he says, mm, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to lose your head. How'd you like to have a prophecy like that? And he was true prophecy. And finally, the cupbearer saw favor. He said, hey. There's a kid down there in that cell block. He said, if you get him up here, his God is able to help you with your dream. You see, it doesn't matter what you're going through. The favor of God is still on your life. God still loves you. God still, God still has a plan and a purpose for your life. But it takes responsibility. I've been doing prison ministry now for over 25 years. See, a true call of God would bind the soul to his task. Jesus could have called legions of angels and came down off that cross. Joseph could have, he could have ran away, but he was on a mission. And when his brothers got there, he told them, God put me here for such a time as this. He said, I'm here because I'm going to save my family. And he told them these things here. And here's what I like. Pharaoh heard the crying and the weeping that was coming out of, out of Joseph's chambers. And he found out what was going on. And he found out that Joseph's brothers were, were in Egypt and that Joseph had found his family. And here's what he said to Joseph. He says, I want you to get some wagons and go get your family. I came to tell you this morning that the wagons are coming to Mosaic. The wagons are coming to Mosaic Church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you, God is saying, take wagons to Mosaic Church. And in that day, the wagons were a novelty. It was something that they had never seen before. And what's coming to get us and change our lives, you ain't seen it before. I'm telling you right now, the wagons are coming. And let me encourage you when you see the wagon full. And you're saying, I thought the wagons were coming to get me. If the wagon is full, it's bringing a load. If the wagon is empty, it's coming to get a load. No matter what's happening on the wagon, I, somebody say the wagons are coming. I believe the wagons are coming to Mosaic Church. And I believe loads and loads and loads of provision is coming our way. But we got to stay the course. We got to realize that this church is blessed and highly favored. Our direction, our purpose, and the people around us that are leading us are blessed and highly favored. And I don't want to hear no moping and crying and I don't know about this. Well, welcome to the club. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I believe the rest of our lives are going to be the best of our lives. I believe that our children are going to change. Why? Because God said that our children's children would be blessed. 
I believe America is going to drop to her knees and the favor of God is going to fall on us again. That is the only way that the Bible said that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, I'll heal their land. He didn't say for CNN or anybody else to do it. He said, if my people who are called by my name, that's you and that's me and that's our church and that's our organization here. We got to turn and we got to call on God. And I believe that the best of our lives, the rest of our lives will be the best of our lives. And so I came today to encourage you not to give up on, on your situations. Don't give up on your failing business. Don't give up on your, on your relations. Don't give up on your family, your husband or your wife. Do not give up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do not give up on your bank account. That you just breathe an air to it. Amen? You out there trying to pump air to your, to your, to your checking account. Trust me, you are a child of the Most High God. You are blessed and highly favored. And don't forget that. Walk in the favor of God. Walk in your office on Monday and people are going to think you won the lottery. Well, why is she smiling? She never smiles. Why is he, why is she, uh, he engaging in conversation? They never talk. Why do they look so happy? They always say it. Children of God shouldn't be going around all sad. There were times when I would, my mom would, I would run into my mom and she would look at me and she would say, straighten up your face. I'd be like, straighten up my face? What does that mean? I wouldn't say that to her, of course. <laughs> straighten up your face. How many of you know we need to start running and stop running to God with old sour face? You need to run to your daddy like you got confidence. Why? Because you're a child of the most high God. He said, no good thing will I withhold from those that I love. He ain't going to withhold something from you. Stop going into your daddy like, like he's some mean old daddy. You got to be like Mariah. One day my daughter was crying and she didn't have something. And Mariah, my granddaughter, told her mama, my daughter, she said, you need to stop that crying and go tell Papa what you need. <laughs> Amen. So stop your crying and go tell God what you need. Stand up with me today. You love God. He is an amazing God, Mosaic Church. We got lots of work to do in our homes, in our church, and in our neighborhood. Stretch your hands toward heaven right now. I want to pray over you. And we never like to close our service without giving you an opportunity to come and give your life to Christ. So if you need to do that, we want to honor that today and lead you in a sinner's prayer. I believe you get the point today about you're blessed and highly favored. As you stretch your hands toward heaven today, I want to pray over your Father. We want to walk in the power and the might and the authority of the Holy Ghost that said that we are the head and not to tell. And Father, you said that you would give us vineyards and houses and cars and land that we didn't even work for. Father, I'm in that category. Many things have been given to me, things that I never worked for because that I am in the favor of God. Have I been going through some things? Yes, I have. Have we been knocked down in the pit? Yes, we have. Have we been lied on and betrayed and tempted? Yes, we have. But the, the pit is not your destiny. The palace is your destiny. To stand and rule and reign with God is your destiny. And sitting in a, in a pit is not your destiny and prison is not your destiny. I know because we're praying them out of prison every week and every month. And so from the pit to the palace today, 
And remember, the favor of God is on your life. Repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus. This day, I honor the word of God. From this day forward, I will walk and talk like I have favor from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. You love God today.